I'm David Clayton, and this is the Way of Beauty podcast, conversations on Catholic faith and culture. This is episode 56. Uh, I've got a cold, as you can hear, so you'll have to accept my croaky voice. But I am very pleased to be here with my friend Peter Murphy, who's calling in from England. Uh, Hello, Peter. Hi, David. Nice to see you. (laughs) Yeah, great to see you. Now, Peter um, has done the Vision for You process. Um, I met him about a little over 10 years ago, I think it was. Um, I actually was um, waiting to get a visa to come to the US to start my position as artist in residence at Thomas More College, which is one of my wildest dreams coming true. And while I was there, so I was, <laughs> I was back staying with my mum and dad up in Cheshire. Like everything was in storage. It was the only place I had to go while, it, while I was waiting. And it took longer than expected. So I moved up to Cheshire in the northwest of England. Um, and I used to love going walking um, in the, the Welsh hills in North Wales, very beautiful part of the country, Snowdonia. Um, come to think of it, I might post a few photos actually of the beautiful scenery there. Um, and in the, while I was there, through friends, I met Peter and we used to go hiking together and have conversations. And that's um, how we, we came around actually to be talking about the Vision for You process. And then you asked me to um, show it to you. So Peter, why don't we start, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where, where you come from, um, you know, how old you are, you're married and that sort of thing. And then we'll go to how, how you were when I met you. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm 46. I grew up in North Wales. Um, I grew up in a small town there. Um, I'm married you know, with with five children, and um, yeah, very happily married. And um, I currently live not far from Liverpool in the northwest. Um, right. So, how when I met you, uh, how were you? You were married, weren't you? But you had no children at that stage. And... Yes, I was married um, with my long-suffering wife at the time. She was. Uh, um Claire. and yeah I had no but I, I i was quite unwell at the time i i'd um i can only describe it i was very fearful and um i hadn't been well for some time uh and i i'd struggle with relationships i find it very difficult to sort of get through each day um uh, i was trying to study at the time as far as i can remember but that wasn't going very well um um, I'd actually been diagnosed with uh, some mental illness. Um, I, I was full of fear and anxiety. Um, I'd just about get through each day. And, um, uh, I'd been, I, I was a, a Gulf War veteran. Uh, so that was probably about 15 to 20 years before we met. Um, and I'd been diagnosed with illness after that as a result of a service. Um, I was actually probably the, I think I was the youngest Gulf War serving, uh, um, I was actually 17. Um, wow. the, the Gulf War started about six weeks after my 
17th birthday and I was there on parents permission. Um, I actually remember seeing an article in the, in the local, in one of the national press, uh, yeah. which advertised the youngest sort of serving personnel. I think I was one of the youngest or the younger than any of those. But uh, yeah, I'd been ill for some time. I was, I was, I just couldn't seem to make a success in my life. Um, and I was getting worse. I, I needed a lot of support uh, and I was still having support. And um, it didn't seem to be getting me any better. Um, and you're at the point, you know, weren't you, I found out of, of almost being sort of put in a ward, basically under sort of permanent supervision because you were so mentally ill. Is that right? Yes, it was. And I, I'd been, I needed to, it was planned, but I needed to be separated from my family to go for treatment, uh, well, for my wife as it was then. And, yeah. and, um, and then it happened again six, six months later, not long before we met. Um, and yeah, basically the, the, the prognosis was, was, wasn't good that I was needing semi-permanent care. Um, it was, I had a program that was that stretched out for years and I'd, I'd be admitted to this place where I'd get specialist treatment, uh, help deck servicemen like myself. Um, and I, I needed treatment. So I, um, I also needed other support as well, but yeah, I was in a, I was in a residential setting for, for some of the treatment that I was having. Um, right. that was increase, I think. Were, were you working at the time? I was studying at the time, but, right. uh, it wasn't going so well. I'd, I'd started to, uh, so you were doing a, it, what you were doing a degree, weren't you? You were sort of, um... yes, I'd done a, I'd done a, a national diploma. Um, and then I just started a degree uh, of a similar course, and um, it, I think it was in the summer that we met that I was trying to organise a an industrial placement uh, okay. part of that degree. That's, yeah. And, uh, All right. So you're sort of sinking as a student. Your marriage is imperiled, really, because you just couldn't uphold. Your wife is very loyal and loving, actually, Claire. Um, yes. But uh, really, you were um, unable to fulfil any responsibilities. Is that a fair picture? You mean you were steadily sort of dropping out of any sort of requirements of, of you? Yeah, she, she was actually really becoming my carer. Um, she oh. had quite a miserable life, I think, with me. Um, I tried to do a day's work or a day's study, but I'd be in such a state, I even lunchtime, because I, I just... I'd be so full of fear and anxious and uh, had such a pessimistic outlook that even small things would make me very, very distressed. I, I, I find it difficult. I wanted to, but I just found it very difficult to do the basic, most basic things. Um, and yes, yeah, she, she, she stuck by me. Um, uh, it really, when I went for treatment, I realized at some point it was for respite for her, if anything. Yeah. Um, as well as for me, but um, that's the stage where it got, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so how about your your faith um, situation? I mean, you're now, I know, a, a practicing Catholic, and I think you were born, you were brought up Catholic, but what, what, what sort of, what was your faith like when I met you, would you say? How would you describe that? Well, well I'd stopped, um, yeah, I'd stopped practicing, well, my family sort of from about eight years old i'd stopped going to church but the school took me through the communion holy communion process and the the confirmation 
So I was confirmed, um, but I basically, I think all I could say, I think from the best of my memory, I felt that uh, I was so worthless that God wouldn't want anything to do with me. And I think that was generally the, the feeling I had. And I'd yeah. never even considered that, that any, anything different, really. Right. Um, so you, did, were you doing prayers or had, had that sort of, fall, even prayer, fallen by the wayside? Um, there was, I remember one specific moment where I'd, I'd fallen so short in where I wanted to be in my life. And uh, I'd upset my wife and I'd been, been behaving in a way that I was so ashamed of. That I remember I'd stepped out of the place where I was living. I was actually living in a, in a caravan at the time. Yeah. And we were, it was a lovely place, but I, so I was very ill. And I remember I, I called out to God to help me. And I just, I asked a genuine prayer. I think, is this, is this what you wanted for my life? And basically, I had no idea of a loving God or a, uh, a forgiving God. Uh, and that was, that was really the only prayer. I, I think I tried to pray for someone else I didn't like a few years before. And that helped me. So I, but that was about it. It was, it was very sporadic if I did say a prayer. It was usually okay. out of desperation. All right, so you met me, and then um, I started. I remember, you know, I can remember I would talk a little bit about the changes in myself, and you asked me. I was quite surprised actually. You just phoned me up and said, I'd like to go through this process. And, yes. I, and from my recollection, we started with this daily routine um, systematic yes. prayer, meditation, good works you know, looking to be of service. Um, why don't you just tell us the, a little bit about your sense of the change, even at that early stage when you started to, to do those things? Well, I can only say from, uh, from 10 or 15 years or whatever it was, I'd been in the way, the way I was. The, the first day that I started to do everything that was suggested, I felt better. And it, I felt like I had a purpose. And I felt like I had hope that, um, and I'd not felt that way for some time. Um, and just by doing the th simple things you described, the very first day I started to feel positive. And that's not a feeling that I'd had in all, probably most of my adult life. Uh, I just felt that I had some sort of purpose and I had a reason for, for you know, being alive and, um getting through each day and i yeah i started to feel better uh and it, it did start straight away um mm. i remember at the end of the first day feeling better that, that's similar to my experience from when david my uh, mentor uh, gave me those things nothing really changed materially from the, you know, the day before to the day after but I remember getting through the day and thinking that was better. I, I can't put my finger on it precisely, but I think you did actually. That it's it's hope and purpose somehow. It, it um, and it it is that God exists. I think I would say now, the reason is that you know I'm I'm looking to God for help and God is helping me. But I, I that isn't what I'd have said at the time. I just thought I was doing these things and I was changing. Um, so we then went through the process we were lucky because i was basically just hanging around waiting to yeah. get my visa uh thank goodness for <laughs> mum and dad i was 46 
your current I'm I've thanked God a few times that you were turned back at Customs Day so many <laughs> times. I really do. I really... It's, yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, and I it, was actually. I, I arrived in the US and I didn't know that I needed a visa. <laughs> I'd been that sort of ill-informed in the whole process. I had to go back to England and start the process. Okay. So there, there we were. We went through this these spiritual exercises um, yes. uh, very quickly, really. So within, well, I was only there four or five months. So we went through this easily in that period. You, you worked hard at it, I remember. Um, and, you know, we listed your resentments and fears. You, you went out and made amends to everyone. I'm, I'm imagining yes. your wife as well. I, I, yes, she was first on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Could you perhaps just tell us a, a little bit? Uh, don't don't tell us anything that she wouldn't want want you to say. But just okay. first of all, the the general how it was during this period a little bit. If there's anything you want to remark on, but I'd love to just hear about your your um, when you asked for forgiveness from your your wife. How that went? It, it's um. Yeah, so I mean, leading up to that point, I'd, I'd continued to feel better. And it, so it was over a reasonably short period of time, maybe sort of a matter of weeks, five or six weeks, till I got to the point where I made amends. Okay. Um, but there was about a point about two weeks in, I think, where I was, I was stood in my garden and I was looking out over the hills where I used to live yeah. and, and the fields. And I'd had that view for so long, but I'd never been able to stand and enjoy it with a peace. And I... And at that early stage, I started to feel that. And I was just looking out, and my wife came up to me, put her hand on my shoulder, and she said, I can see a difference in you. Wow. And I'd not asked her. I'd not asked her. And I'd used to say, well, I'm okay now. Am I doing any better? <laughs> and I never was, God bless her. She'd always be encouraging. But she came up to me, wow. and I can see a difference in you. And I never even asked her. I didn't even know she was there. Um, but it... And, and then it is it has continued to get better. But I I got to the stage where I I made amends and um, I yeah I'd followed the process very closely uh, and explained why I was doing it and um, and I explained when I I, I would I'd fallen short and I asked her for forgiveness she, and um, and she she forgave me and I, I think obviously I'll, well our relationship has has, has grown stronger even mm. stronger since then there was one th i did ask her if there was anything else and she she did say there was one thing uh, yeah. a certain other family relationship that she she wanted me to maybe make perhaps a bit more effort or you know look at maybe and right. i was taken back because I, I didn't expect anything else and I, I remember i rang shortly after i spoke to yourself and i think you said it was a it was great that that thing had come to light and we were able to yeah you know it, it was a good thing um, uh, so it, and it, the the experience was, I think we we were we were, we were a lot closer, and she was able to to forgive me, and um, it's it's just helped our and strengthened our relationship. Uh, yes, um, I can just think of my experiences. I, I wasn't married; I was single. I was twenty six, long time ago, um, and the surprise approaching people who'd known my family you know, around me. I, 
I'm just hesitating. I don't know how much they'd want me to say. <laughs> I think. But I'm just going to say that the, the thing that took me aback a little was when they acknowledged that I'd harmed them. I expected them just to fob it off, and, and they did forgive me, but they acknowledged that I'd, I'd been bad to them, and I, I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, I, there was a particular, uh, when I made amends to my parents, it was my mother, actually, mm. my dad was very sort of, oh, you're fine, you're okay. And, yeah. uh, it was good, and he acknowledged, but my, my, my mother, I mean, she, it was um, with her, I made the amends, and it, um, it changed, I think, very quickly from not, uh, having a, you know, the, I, I felt like I'd become part of their life again. Um, and very short time after, I remember it was the summer because I, I, you gave me some information that I printed out. Um, the date was on there, so I know exactly when it started. Uh, <laughs> and maybe just just a month or two months later, uh, I was on holiday with my parents in France, and uh, I'd had a difficult relationship with them because of my behaviour and things. And, yeah. and we spent a great ten days together in a small farmhouse in France from basically not much of a relationship to a very wow. good relationship and in a very short space of time, which, and it's continued to grow uh, wow. that relationship. Uh, All right, that, that's just a wonderful story. So now over the years, so the first, that, let's just get, talk about the intervening period. So you, I know that you have a, a wonderful job, but we, we went through the sort of careers process, didn't we? That, that, yeah. at the end of it what's your wildest dream and i think well you perhaps you you know i have certain recollections i just wonder probably they're hazy but i know that what you did was you finished your degree i think you yes. got first class honors and, i got a first class honors from a degree that was going down yeah in the spaces from it, it, yeah i think uh, it was about 18 months that i'd finished the degree and I, I, yeah, I got a first class science degree. Wow, uh, that's fantastic. With honours. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it was amazing. That was, that was actually on my list of things beyond my wildest dreams. And I really had to stretch my imagination to even just write that down. And it happened <laughs> short time later. So, so yeah. Well, so when we had the, you know, what would you, if you inherited so much money and ever needed to work, um, what do, what did you say? I can't remember now. I know what you, the direction you went clearly, because I've been, we've been in touch ever since. But yeah. well, it's funny. I did that sort of at the first stage. I was so ill, and I said that I needed the care. I, I needed. I just wanted to do a day's work without breaking down mentally. Gosh. That was on my list because I couldn't do it. Wow. And I, I remember maybe three or four months later, I'd, I'd managed to get an industrial placement. Yeah. I, I was given a load of work that no one else wanted to do, but it really <laughs> suited my degree. <laughs> but I was given an office that was empty. And I remember sitting behind my desk at three, three in the afternoon thinking, wow, I've got an hour or two's work left. I'm actually looking forward to this. And then it hit me that that thing beyond my wildest dreams had happened already. Yeah. And I, I've, it's continued. I can do a day's work now. <laughs> but since since then, I've 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 sort of fine tuned it slightly that I'd like to work in um, an environmental field. Uh, and 
I think it's 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 all happening. It's still sort of happening, but um, I. <sighs> I wanted to work in forestry and things like that, but I, I was working in forestry. That's where the placement came about. But um, I've literally just been approved to work in agriculture and forestry as an assessor. Wow. Uh, my current job. Um, so I was working closely towards what I wanted to be doing. And now it's, it's, it's been finalized that, um, um, wow. that I can work in exactly the right, the same field that I want to work in. Things like uh, sustainable forestry and, um, mainly because I want to be outside in the, in the beauty of nature and yes. uh, get to see amazing places and work with amazing people. And that is that was on there. I think that came onto the second list I did um, <laughs> after being able to do a day's work. Well, I thought, well, what, what do I actually want to be doing? Um, it's, so, it's happening. So you upgraded your dreams. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, and that's what you're doing. And I've, I've watched this, you know, the change and the, your career, doing what you love and being able to support a wife and now five young children. How, uh, yes. No children when I met you. So, um, yeah, I never felt that I'd ever be able to raise children. I just didn't think, I, I couldn't look after myself. Yeah. I wasn't a very good husband. And then the thought of trying to sort of care for, for a child as well. And now I, I, I relish it. I do make mistakes. I'm not perfect, but I look forward to every single day. I've got five young children, eight and under, and they're, they're, they're lively and thank goodness health, healthy mainly. And, uh, every day I, it, it's a challenge, but I, I love it. I love yeah. it. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's great. It's great. And then your, your journey in faith. Um, I know you. I remember you asking me a little bit about it. Um, you knew I was Catholic, I think. Did I, I let you know? Or did, I, how did I handle I, that? Possibly. I wasn't... Uh, right. Uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly if I, if I did. Right. No. Uh, so, I, I, I possibly did, yeah. But, um, okay, so I, I'm interested to know whether I followed my own advice here. <laughs> Sounds like I did. So I wasn't, I wasn't in your face with my faith. No, no, definitely not. No, no. Okay. In fact, I think you t you, one of the first things you said to me was to keep an open mind and um, uh, drop. I think you dropped the idea of a punishing God, and that was very important to me. Right. Uh, I'd been growing up in a very traditional sort of Catholic sort of upbringing, I think, and that that was the impression I had, I think. And, but um, yeah, I don't think there was a, there was much more sort of detail. But um, you. you 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 allowed yeah there was a, there was a freedom there for, I think for me to explore and uh, right. within sensible sort of limits and uh, so yeah yeah I think it was it wasn't mentioned and, too much and so what took you back to your faith then can you remember you know how, what brought you back there and uh, yes that, and, yeah the, the that I think that's um, the, the first sort of suggestion you gave to keep an open mind and drop the idea of a punishing God um, and then. The prayers, that, the simple prayers that you suggested I, I prayed to, whatever I was willing to believe in, I think that was, that was the starting point for me, just to be willing to believe there might be something that wants me to be happy, um, wanted the best for me, which I was happy to do. I didn't have much to lose, I don't think that's <laughs> with that. Um, but when I was praying, I could see the difference in my life, and I'd ex experienced in a small way the power of prayer. And I, I kept praying. And that kept building. And I, as I worked through the process and become 
more um, capable in terms of the things like taking inventory and praying. Um, I, I, I felt the benefit and all of a sudden I felt, well, I, I need to know what, what am I praying to? It's like now I've, I think in some ways I wanted to start giving back something. So I thought I need to explore more. And um, I was very, I'd, I think I'd, I felt like I needed to be, I owed this thing that was keeping me so happy that I didn't really know something. I, I, I needed to um, give something back. Um, the vague idea that there was something up there just wasn't working for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. So that's, and then I know I had very, very fond memories of the Catholic Church as a, as a young man. As a, as a, it would have been before I was eight. Right. When I, did my first, when I did my first Holy Communion at six or seven, there was a, a Catholic priest. Uh, I don't know, should I, should I mention his name? He was, he was a great man. I'm sure it'd be fine. Oh, yeah, if it's nice. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. He, he, was, he was Father Ramsey, Father Charles Ramsey. But, uh, yeah. I think his first um, posting was was in a, quite a difficult area of Glasgow, I think. He was, he, and um, he was doing great works. But he, he was our priest when we took our first Holy Communion. And... Um, I actually went to him for help, but I had great memories of him. He wrote a poem. And, uh, he mentioned each child by name in this poem that he wrote, and it was very funny. And I remember he, he, he talked about Jesus living within us. And I remember I looked down my jumper. I thought I'd had a great laugh. And I thought, he lives inside. There's a great story with this. That, uh, in the depth of my despair, when I was so ill, long before I'd met yourself, mm. David, I think, um, I was desperate. I was desperate. And I'd heard that this priest was working in the town when I was trying to hold down a job at the time, different town to where I grew up. But I'd heard he, and I, I, out of desperation, I just went to his door, knocked on his door, and he wasn't there. Um, then this little car pulled up. And this was about 25 years later, perhaps. 25, at least quarter of a century later. He'd never seen me for a quarter of a century. He stepped out of his car. The first thing he did was this. <laughs> and it just blew me away and I still at that stage I wasn't I wasn't pursuing my faith I still felt God didn't want anything to do with me but he helped me he helped me a bit and then he helped me a lot but I didn't but anyway I, I to get back to where I was I felt like I was praying to something that I needed you know I, I needed something more solid I needed mm. something that, so in university, there was a Catholic uh, chaplaincy, or, and there was a young priest in the university uh, where I was studying. And uh, I, I think I went to Mass for the first time in, say, it must have been 20, 25 years wow. since I was a young boy. Probably maybe since um, I did my uh, uh, confirmation, so maybe 11, 12, 13, something like that, uh, when we'd been sort of not forced to go to mass but we were taken yeah. to mass to go to the process um and I, I i felt so much i i was moved by the mass i, I felt the power of the words um they actually they actually asked me to do a reading but i i didn't know it, it didn't feel right but I, I remember listening to the words and i just felt right um for me that that, that um I have a memory of the Catholic Church in the 70s, which is really positive. 
Now, I quite like the architecture of the pine of the design of that era, late 60s. I know it's not, it's... Oh, wow. <laughs> it brings back the memories of that, sort of the fond memories I've got. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I ended up, after I'd been to Mass maybe two or three times, this priest started to talk to me. And uh, I ended up taking, I took confession uh, with him. Uh, and he, and it, yeah, I, I, I felt a... F- just an outpouring of forgiveness wow. and I, I, I shared things with him that I'd held with me for so long and yeah. I'd, I'd already shared you know in the part as part of the process yeah that defect. yeah um, but and then I shared um, some of the, of the same things with with this priest and I, and I, 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 I just I felt this outpouring of forgiveness and and cleansing of and I've, I've not looked back since. It's been over 10 years now. Um, yeah. And my faith has grown and grown. And in times of trouble, I've just, I, it, out of surprise of myself, I've been able to call on, you know, this faith that that's keeps growing in me. Uh, um, there's been sort of difficult times. I think I first, when our first child was born, there was a few complications. And I was able to, I remember sitting in the corridor of the, uh, the, the hospital and my wife had had to go into the operating or the, the theatre and I was, I was in scrubs and I, had a, I think that was the first time since I'd returned to the faith and I, I felt like I'd been there was a, there was a test of my faith somehow there yeah and I, I, I started to pray and I felt comfort and I, although I felt fear that, that I, was able, I, was, I felt comfort that I could be strong for the people that were that were struggling and wow. it, it's grown. I, I love, I love church. I love going to mass now. I love practicing as best I can. Um, mm. And it, it's just a, yeah, it's a, a total, total change. And, right. And my children me at mass and it, it's, they enjoy it. They, they wouldn't admit it sometimes on a Sunday morning, but they run into <laughs> the church. They actually run towards the church. And uh, wow. we do, we do go for it. We do go for a um, sort of. We go for a subway at the moment. We go and grab a sort of breakfast sub after, and we have a chat. Me and my eldest boys, and, um, and it's great. We hang out. We go on the Sunday morning. We hang out together after we've been to mass, and yeah, it's um, it's re- yeah, it's really special. It's oh, that's great. Um, and I, th- there's one other question. I think this will be the last one. This has just been. Uh, I, tears are welling up, actually, Peter. I don't mind saying just this. These are things that I hadn't heard some of these details before because I'd moved back to the U.S. when a lot of this had happened. I remember that a lot of it at the start. We've been in touch ever since, but you know, I hadn't. You haven't told me some of these stories. It's so good to hear it. Um, but I, you now have had the chance, haven't you, to pass the process on to one or two people and. Have you seen yes. changes in others as well? I've seen, yes, I have. I mean, when I was quite early on in the process, I was lucky to meet a number of people that were willing to go through the process or wanted to go through. Mm. Uh, there's one guy in particular that um, he he had a similar result to, to myself, and especially with his family. Um, but recently, about two years ago, I met someone else as well. Uh, there's been others, but uh one person in particular really embraced the um the approach 
or the process. And uh, he rang me the other day just to say that, he, I mean, he was great. He was, he's doing well in his career, but now he's sort of branching out to another career. And he's, yeah. um, he's, he's gone from someone who was, I think, very shy and struggling to get on in life and had lots of trouble to, to, and he, he tells me he's, he's, he just has a life beyond his wildest dreams, and um, he he we he comes around for. Uh, he's a bit younger than me, so he seems to get on with my children more than he gets more than I do sometimes. <laughs> he's, uh, well, they love when he comes around, but uh, right. I remember when I first I first met him, he just appeared to be someone who was really really struggling with life, and he he said he was, and um, within sort of twelve, I think he. He went through the process not quite as fast as I did, but only maybe a month or two um, longer. And I think he started to feel results very, very quickly. And uh, and it seems to be continuing in his life now. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's getting great results. Uh, That's wonderful. Well, I think we'll stop there. Peter Murphy, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, David. Thank you. You've been listening to the Way of Beauty podcast, conversations on Catholic faith and culture. If you enjoyed this episode, then please give us a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others to find it too. Also, if you're interested in delving more deeply into the material that we discuss, you can do a course at the Pontifex University website. That's pontifex.university. Thank you.